0: Hello everyone, welcome to Wei and the Cathy show, I'm your host Wei Fang and uh, today is, um, we'll be talking about the, what happened after Nancy Pelosi left uh, Taiwan. And uh, actually in the, in the East Asia, now it's, uh, it's, it's, it's a big turbulence there. Okay, what happened is that after Nancy Pelosi left Taiwan and she, today she's in Japan, okay? um, but uh, because, uh, because of her visit and also because of the inaction by the CCP. Compared to his uh, you know high tone rhetoric um, that they gonna they won't tolerate her visit. They will take decisive effort, and Pelosi is playing with the fire, and would definitely will make her pay, and so on and so forth. But she stayed in Taipei for nineteen hours, twenty hours actually, and then very you know just casually, easily, and uh, left Taiwan, and the CCP did not do a thing. Why? Because they did not prepare for that. It was they were just simply they were just threatening and intimidating they did not prepare you know real action so which disappointed the, the 50 cents okay or the little pink heart, heart um, if you know what I mean if you watch our my program before so those are the like a uh, party's loyalists, okay who got uh, misled by the party believing that uh, China will show its you know power against the US okay? in parallel, U.S. So, but Pelosi came and, and, and uh, go and, and went and there's nothing they did. So they were really, really upset. So CCP realized that. So yesterday, they start to take action. So what did they do? They designate um, six regions as the military drill region around the Taiwan island, okay? And then they file um, 11 missiles. Um, short-range missiles. Actually, this is by the Taiwan government. But the CCP said they filed 16 missiles. And then four of them actually flew over above uh, Taipei, the, the capital of Taiwan. And then uh, five of them hit the Japan's uh, ec- exclusive economic uh, um, region, okay? It's called a <coughs> EEZ, okay? Exclusive, exclusive Economic Zones. And then, of course, the Prime Minister of Japan and the Foreign Minister of Japan and the Defense Minister of Japan all came out to protest and calling CCP to stop that kind of action right away. So why did they you know, fire the missile into Japan's you know, sea territory? Actually, it's not really the you know, Japan's sea territory. Rather, it's, called, uh, it's 200, 200, <coughs> sea, um, um, 200 miles from the uh, Japan coastal line and those are defined by, by the international convention as the exclusive economic um, zone. Um, but apparently, CCP tried to ask Japan to stay off. In, in, in Chinese we call, if you throw a, a, a stone into the water, it's gonna create um, thousands of ripples, right? But with this uh, 16 missiles hitting um, the sea around Taiwan, is, is the ripple will be all across the Pacific Ocean, apparently. So now CCP is um, spreading all the world, mainly in China, okay? Because outside of China, that propaganda doesn't, cannot go much, you know, too much. Do not have much, too, too too many miles to go. Uh, but in China, they've been spreading, saying that, and this is our drill of military block blockade of Taiwan, and then Pelosi's visit Taiwan give us a excuse. And the reason to regularly block Taiwan. And uh, so we are taking the high ground now because Taiwan is an island that depends on having its energy and the trade it all depends on the outside world. If we can block Taiwan for one week, just one week, they will lose their uh, supply of natural gas because Taiwan is mainly supplied by the petroleum and the natural gas. If they block them for two to three months, the economy will basically collapse. Okay. So that kind of rhetoric really just re-energized uh, the fifty cents again. So, <clears throat> so today this is what I'll be an uh, analyze. So I want to say the other side of this matter. I mean, this uh, around the Taiwan military mili- military drills is when when CCP come to the virtually come to the face of Taiwan, and uh, even fire the missile into the water of the Japan, and what kind of what's the other consequence that it, this could trigger that the CCP. May not you know fully realize, or they are not willing to realize. Actually, in Japan, there has always been a how to say a force or an idea to recover Japan as a normal country, including its uh, normal defense uh, force. And um, okay, and this force actually is rep- one um, represent- representing person is uh, former President Abe, who was assassinated a few days ago. Okay, from his. Um, you know, grandfather, and uh, his name is An Xingjie. I don't know what's the English name, and uh, he was the prime minister in the 1980s. Um, so, But they have been always been the minority, okay, and the people of Japan are not so interested in it. So our, our peace constitution seems to be working pretty well. Why bother, you know, recover, you know, just um, abolish the repeal the co- peace comp- constitution and rearm ourselves. But this year, three things happened that uh, triggered. The possible change of Japan. The first is the uh, you know the, the, the breaking of the, the breakout of the uh, Ukraine Russian war, and then this really put Japan in, in it, um, triggered Japan to think it over. Okay, what about our, na- our national security? Then in the result is the government came to a consensus. You know, the government, I mean the administration and the, the Japan's Congress, that they will redouble. Redouble the military spending. Okay, this is about 50 billion dollars a year, and then, and the second thing is that Abe is being assassinated. All right, and actually, his his high reputation, and he's being he's basically losing his life on the job, and uh, motivate the his party, the ruling party. Okay, it's called a um, it's called a Democratic Zimin Party. Yeah. Um, Independent democratic party to come up and uh, just uh, carry out his his how to say his ball carry out his um, his will and finish what he wished for. The third thing is what just happened yesterday: the CCP fired a missile into the water of Japan, and then they, they further they sent another drone into a Japan city. And then after that, so Japan was asking. China saying that, uh, why did you do that, why did you fire the missile into our EEZ, uh, ex- exclusive econ- economic zone. Well, the spokesperson of uh, Chinese government is saying that uh, we don't recognize that. Okay, we don't recognize you have such EEZ. So my belief is these three things, Ukraine, Russia war, and the Abe is being assassinated, and uh, this uh, missile incident is enough to wake up the Japan. And uh, wake up is uh, potential military power. if Japan really abolish the peace constitution and rearm itself, then for, for a country like Taiwan, they don't have to count on you know. US military running thousands of miles from Hawaii to support Taiwan. It usually take a few days and uh, because the closest Jap- Japan Japanese island is only like um, 80 miles 80 miles from Taiwan so and The most recent place where Japan has a military base is only like 350 miles. So it's close to Taipei compared to where Shanghai is close to Taipei. So a, a fighter jet can only take 20 minutes to arrive at uh, Taiwan. So it's like Taiwan suddenly have a very powerful neighbor and they're just there and just waiting. And uh, Prime Minister Abe said uh, if there's something happen in uh, Taiwan Strait, then it's equivalent to Something happened to Japan, so that kind of a statement is no longer just an idea; it's something that really means consequence. So that's one thing. The second thing is um, let's talk about uh, America. The White House and the uh, State Department uh, today both (coughs) issued statement and then criticized the military drill around Taiwan by the CCP, and then so. But what I want to tell you is something else, and I want want to get your opinion, okay, how you think about that. Actually, just uh, three days before Nancy Pelosi left the US for Taiwan, uh, for Asia on the July 29th, a Republican congresswoman, and her name is Michelle Steele, and a Democrat congressman, his name is of California too, his name is Jimmy Panetta, And then jointly, they co-sponsored a a law which is called the Taiwan Democracy Defense Land Lease Act, Land Lease Act, right? So you know, are you familiar with that? So let's just back off, let's dial back 80 years to talk about the Land Lease Act that the U.S. has for um, Great Britain and the Soviet Union back then during the Second World War. And as you recall, in the beginning of the Second World War, and uh, Hitler took the whole um, continent, European continent, and uh, UK, so uh, the Great Britain was just uh, holding up there, right? With um, the England, uh, if you remember, <coughs> the England, air, the, the air war, and uh, finally um, the Great Britain used up all their weapons and uh, all, all their ammo, and then they after that, what, what can they do? They buy from US, they bought from US, but the, finally they used up the money to buy. So what what can they do at that time? US has a has a has a law called the Neutrality Act, preventing US from um, providing or selling weapons to its European allies. So what what can they do? The then Congress passed a something very innovative called the Land Lease Act. So supply all the military and uh, materials to its allies in the Europe and uh, in the matter of just lease, just lease, not give, okay, not sell, just give, just lease. So this conform to the neutrality act of, of then time, and also can help the allies. So this is why you know the, the allies has uh, virtually unlimited uh, military res- resource from the U. S. during the Second World War, and of course after war's over, well, it's not returned. U. S. does not ask for return, except uh, some you know some uh, equipment, not just not asking, not just not asking for return. U. S. further through the the the, the um, the Michelle uh, plan and uh, gave another one $13 billion um, to the Europe, to rebuild Europe. And the $13 billion at that time is equivalent to like uh, $130 billion. So, but that's something 80 years ago, right? So there's something another Land Lease Act, which is just a few months ago, okay, on the January 19th. And the Congress, somebody in the Congress and uh, Come up with the, this um, this new law called the Ukraine Land Lease Act. So at that time, the war has not happened yet. the The Russian army was just um, staging there at the border, and uh, so they they are not invaded yet. So because of that, the act did not move on, did not did not move. But after the war really happened on the starting on February 23rd, very quickly, the law was passed. And now Ukraine, every few days, they got uh, another round of uh, military aid from the US. And that's because of the U- Ukraine Land Lease Act. So now U- Ukraine already got all- almost $9 billion, okay, military supply. So basically the Land Lease Act has become a, a policy, a special policy to, uh, for the US to support the ally. So if Taiwan got, you know, if got this uh, Land Lease Act, that it means it would have got potential to get un- unreserved support um, in military weapon u- equipment from the U.S. And you, uh, actually, Taiwan's uh, annual military budget is only like less than $9 billion because it's a very small country, only 20, you know, 23 million people. And uh, for the military equipment, for the military budget, they have to they take things out of their, you know, take money out, out of their own po- pocket so they don't have enough money. So, they don't have enough um, as a big uh, military budget to fend off the CCP. Um, so, but if this Land Lease Act is passed, then Taiwan would have uh, basically will be armed, fully armed by the US. So, could this be passed? It's, it's difficult at this time because why do the US want to do this? It's our money, right? It's, it's a big, big favor. It's a big thing, all right? Uh, however, if there's a, a, a very effective helper, then it could pass. And who's that helper? It's got a Chinese Communist Party. right? So if Ch- a Chinese government continue to carry on this kind of around the, the, uh, around the island drills and they keep filing missiles over the air of uh, Taiwan and hitting Japan seas and hitting the seawater around Taiwan, what do you think? Do you think our Congress could pass this uh, Taiwan democracy um, protection? Lease and Land and Lease Act. So basically, it is all tied up with uh, what CCP does, right? And if, is, if CCP is very strong and, uh, and very threatening and very disturbing to the regional security, I, I believe that our Congress will pass this, especially a House led by the Speaker Nancy Pelosi who was just, who was just there. And next, I want to talk about something, some concept, okay? And uh, this is called uh, the One China Policy, because Chinese government keeps saying that uh, U.S. is breaking its promise that they gave in the three joint communicate, com- commu- commu- I'm sorry, communiques, right? Communiques, that's the word. Uh, so the three joint statement of the foreign relationship between the U.S. and China, and then um, so. But the U.S. has never said anything. Okay, so what is this uh, one-China principle? Basically, three sentences. Let me read it to you, because Chinese government say this all the time, everywhere to any, everybody and anybody. It says uh, there's only one China in, the wo- in this world. First sentence, Taiwan is part of China. The third is uh, pe- the government of the uh, People's Republic of China is the only legal representative um, of China. So. See, very complete three sentences clearly define that Taiwan belongs to China and, uh, and the PRC is the legal representative of China. Okay, So however, as China is uh, pushing, promoting and uh, taunting this so-called China principle, in the last 40, 40 years, US pretty much did not say a thing. Why? Because they probably very gentlemen. They feel that uh, since uh, China is so attached to this, maybe they won't, they don't want to hurt their emotion. So they didn't say anything. However, the China, America, okay, US, United States, never agreed to this, these three sentences. So the very relationship between Taiwan and China was um, specified clearly in the one of the three communi- communique queue, um, that, that reached be between these t- two countries, China and the US. Okay, let me just read it to you. There are two sentences. One sentence that defines the relationship of Taiwan with China is this. The United States of America recognizes the government of the People's Republic of China as the sole legal government of China. All right? So we talked about that earlier. Okay, remember the word recognize. This another sentence said the government of, of the United States of America ac- acknowledges the Chinese position that there is but one China and Taiwan is part of China. All right? As you, you are a native speaker, right? You understand the difference. The first one is saying that uh, the US recognizes PRC as the sole legal government of China. The second, it says, The U.S. acknowledged the Chinese position that there is but one China and Taiwan is part of China. So the second sentence merely says, "We gotcha. We know what's your position. That's it. Do not say we accept it, we endorse it, we agree to it, and we support it." This Mm -hmm. is just plain language, plain English. Just think about that. You know, Taiwan has been an ally of the U.S. in the at the time of this, um, you know, the U.S. and China established a foreign relationship. Okay? The reason why U.S. won that foreign relationship is so that to resist the Soviet Union's expansion. But by doing that, U.S. never wanted to just completely destroy or sell out Taiwan. Okay? Even after, after the foreign relationship establishment, U.S. turned around and went to Taiwan and gave six promises to the Taiwan government. Okay. Pretty much recognizing and, uh, pro- and, uh, and uh, protecting the sovereignty of Taiwan, of the PRC over Taiwan. I'm sorry, not the PRC. The sovereignty of the Republic of China over Taiwan. Okay. Um, so one is recognized, another is acknowledged. But uh, CCP, just like they don't understand English, they just treat both things as, as recognized. So they, they came up with these three things there's only one China in the world. Taiwan is part of China, and the PRC is the legal, um, you know, legal government of China. And then they use this, this three sentences, they just say it everywhere, anywhere, to everyone and anyone. So in such a way, in the past 40 years, they pretty much just kill, they, they just completely suffocate the breathing space of Taiwan in terms of foreign, foreign relationship. But over these 40 years, U.S. virtually did not say a thing. Why? Because they are too tolerant. They think since they're so attached to it, they let it, let it be. But the U.S. never signed something like that with China, okay? And then they don't recognize so because U.S. actually, in the other part of this uh, three joint communi- um, community queues, U.S. stated that the, relation, the, the relationship between China and Taiwan is for all Chinese on the both sides of the Taiwan Strait to resolve, basically it's for you to resolve it. We don't want to interfere, okay? But the U.S. never said Taiwan is part of China. But now Chinese government is simply saying that you said so. They treat this as a matter of the fact. And hold this, you know, they just artificially, they twist the meaning of the communi- communicus and then just um, artificially fabricate that three sentence and treat this as agreed upon policy of the U.S. and China, and sell it everywhere. So that's what they do. So they just, you know, cronies, and um, yeah, they just dishonest person. And uh, comparatively, I don't know what do you think. Okay, U.S. is too gentleman. Okay, they feel that uh, again, we don't want to hurt you. So if you want to say this, just say it. But um, time goes by. I want to come to today. CCP has grown to be so powerful. Not only number two, they want to be number one. They want to change the world order. They want to come to the U.S. They want to take over this country. They want to take over the world. At this time, enough is enough for the U.S. government. So now the U.S. government start to um, clarify, start to insist on the original meaning of the three joint communiques, and start to take back the you know the 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 the, um, take back basically just um, um, give the original meaning, all right? So basically over the past four decades, no administration of the United States ever recognized that uh, Taiwan is part of China, but um, still that's something that um, is still insisting on. So that's why, that's why, that's the legal base of their objecting Nancy Pelosi is visiting China because they say you are hurting, you are breaking, you are violating this one China principle but to the U.S. it does not. No, we never said Taiwan is part of China. This is for you you both parties to resolve it. So before then, we merely acknowledged your position, your thought, your opinion. And uh, yeah, that's that. Okay, so the last story I want to tell you, which actually do not have enough time or the details, is uh, there's um, a chairman of a board a honorary chairman of a board of a big high, uh, silicon company in Taiwan, and uh, his name is Cao Xingcheng. He donated donated one billion U.S. dollar, one billion U.S. dollar yesterday. After seeing you know, after Nancy Pelosi visited, and after the CCP coming in and circled the Island with their military, you know, um, the battlefield with their you know battleship and. Uh, and uh, destroyers and then firing the missile, he donated 1 billion US dollars worth of uh, money to the national security of Taiwan. So I, I listened to his speech, very moving and a very, um, uh, how to say, very incisive, very, very to the point. Okay? He bas- basically said, uh, um, China is, is not a normal, it's, it's a, he said, China is a scoundrel, that's dressed, dressed in the how to say, in the form of a nation. It's not a legal nation. They just cheat people, they just bully people, they are not a normal human beings." That's what he said. And as for his one billion dollars, what can that be used to for? He said, Well, if we buy a weapon, there will be only very little weapons we can buy. He said, We I want this money to be used to defeat the propaganda of the CCP against Ireland. So well, in Chinese, we have a word called, say, zi zhu The, the God only help people who help himself. I think in the Western culture, probably there's a similar you know, idiom like this. But indeed, that's what I believe in. And this, um, this chairman of the board of this company and uh, is, is basically just calling all Taiwanese to rise up. Don't be weak, support ourselves, And as they do so, um, the God will support Taiwan. Maybe in the form of through the re- revitalization uh, rejuvenation ju- of uh, Japan, and uh, or in the form in the form of the land lease act from the U.S. Do you support that? that that's what I want to know. Okay, do you support? Hang on. do you support the the land lease of uh, act for Taiwan? <clears throat> I want to get you, get your idea there, and because it, you know, I just want to know. Given the situation, do you care enough to 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 Support your, you know, to ask your representative to support Taiwan that way. Okay. Um, Jeff Leopard, you said, why sh- would anyone believe that Pelosi had the best interest of the U.S. in mind? Okay. I know what you mean. And Scott, you said, I'm no fan of Pelosi, but she did the right thing. Yeah, I, I think I, yeah, I understand your point. And I think on this matter, yes, yeah, she did the right thing. Because going there and uh, stand against the CCP, it, it does take some, you know, does take some courage. And uh, Dubo, Dubo, I'm sorry. Dub, Dubo Star, Dubo He said she may be a terrible person, but in this she was great. And he also said, I'm very happy Pelosi went and reconfirmed America's commitment. All right. And the book said, uh, Hi, hi, book. And uh, and Dubodar, you also said I support the land lease act. I believe Congress will pass it. Bipartisan support is for Taiwan. Okay, yeah. Thank you for providing your feedback. But it may, it may cost us, right? If it costs like ten billion dollars, are you willing? I willing to do so. But given that if there's really a war, right, for us to go there, for the U.S., um, you know, for our navies to go there and engage in a war. That's probably cost more than $10 billion. Yeah, but arming Taiwan with $10 billion probably is the cheapest way because of, you know, just uh, um, you know, scare China off, scare the CCP off, not, with, with the, not uh, come across the red line. Well, uh, Dacicus, uh, you wrote that things do seem to be getting more and more dangerous in the world. Yes, I think that's true, that's true. So it, w- it may be a turbulent time ahead of us, um, but still in the U.S. and in China and else, elsewhere, elsewhere in the world. But um, I think for faithful people, just hang on to our faith and uh, we will buckle up or sail through all this. All right, thank you very much for staying with way this tonight. And um, I hope you, you like the information that I gave to you. Uh, because it's a very big deal in Asia and it does has to do with a lot with the the US. And I just want to want to give you this background. And uh, okay, thank you very much. Take care. I'll see you tomorrow. Not tomorrow. I'm sorry on Monday. Have a good weekend.